Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, can you stream out loud on all platforms? If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community. So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Bruce Lawn. Did I change my mind on legalism? You guys know that one of my triggers on this channel is fundamentalism and legalism. I'm going to define that here in a second. And I got a passage to glue all this together that I'm extremely excited to be talking to you guys about in terms of a way where I believe that we can finesse legalism. Yes, 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 believe it. Finesse it in in a positive trajectory for the benefit of ourselves and the people around us. You guys are going to love this conversation. So if you're watching this, Give this video a like for the YouTube algorithm. When you like this video, YouTube shoots it to the moon. And if you aren't subscribed, which about 50% of you guys are not, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Turn the bell notification on. All right. So legalism. What is legalism? I think the most bare bone definition of legalism is when you attribute following rules, following the law to your righteousness, your ability to be viewed as positive in God's eyes, be viewed as correct, be viewed as Righteousness. Sometimes legalism is intertwined with self-righteousness. Self-righteous, you find your righteousness in rule-keeping or following the law. Oftentimes, legalism is loosely loosely used with religion, right? Because religion tends to get this rap of following rules in order to get to God. And those of us that know the gospel know that it's not that. It's actually the opposite. And so when we're talking about legalism, that is how I use it. Uh, you could throw in fundamentalism in there. That's kind of a different idea. Fundamentalism is just the notion that everything and every view and every doctrine is black and white, right or wrong, good or bad. Now, here's the thing. There are some things as followers of Jesus we definitely need to be legalistic about. There's some things that are fundamental to the faith. The issue that we see, though, is when people take non-essentials, things that are not in the essential category, and they put them in the essential category and they say, these things you must do or these things you must be. And there's always a one-up on legalism, right? There's always a one-up on fundamentalism. Which things do you want to put in the fundamental category? Someone's always going to one-up you. There's people that think women can't wear pants and that is a sin and that is a fundamental doctrine they hold. There's certain people that believe a certain political party can't be a Christian. That is a fundamental doctrine they hold. There are certain people that believe you have to speak in tongues to be saved. That is a fundamental doctrine they hold. And a lot of these groups then tend to take really hard stance on other things and kind of draw hard lines around areas that don't necessarily have hard lines. So you'll see some fundamentalists who will say, you can't drink alcohol. And I know folks like that, and they don't mean anything by it. That's just their position. They, they, they hold a fundamental position that you can't drink alcohol. They don't think that you're necessarily not saved. They just hold it very high up there, okay? So hopefully this is making sense of this. Now, why is this problematic? Well, it becomes problematic when you look out into the world and you start holding other people to your legalistic standards. Maybe certain things are 
wrong for you in specific seasons. What am I talking about? Well, for me, probably indefinitely, I do not drink alcohol. Some of you guys know my story. Uh, my mother is uh, an alcoholic. I come from a single-parent household. I don't have no time to be fooling with alcohol. It's just not for me. No, I don't want your home-brewed beer. No, I don't want a good IPA. No, I don't want a hard cider. No, I don't want the wine that my dad offers me every time I go over there. No, I don't want one of your goofy little drinks that you mix five different ingredients. I don't want your alcohol. It's not for me. The issue becomes is when we take something like alcohol and then we weaponize it and we dismiss other brothers and sisters in Christ who may have a liberty like that and say they're in sin or they're JV Christians or they aren't really devoted or their theology is sus or they go to the wrong church. We all know someone like this, okay? And you could literally cherry pick any issue. Now, to be clear, because we're going to have some weirdos in the comment section are going to be like, what are you saying? Are you saying that they're all oh, committing murder is not uh, fundamentally wrong? Don't you got to be legal? I'm not, again, there are certain things like the commandments that are black and white, right or wrong issues. You should never kill somebody. You should never be sexually immoral. You should never steal, right? There are certain things that are black and white binary. However, a lot of the things that we're dealing with today are not those common sense binary issues. By and large, the infighting within the church on secondary issues. What I want to do is just get away from all the infighting and the bitterness and, and all this kind of stuff and give you a practical, a practical application on how we can finesse legalism in our benefit. Because here's the deal. Your mind naturally gravitates towards one of two extremes. Martin Luther said, our mind either goes towards rebellion or legalistic religion. You naturally default to one of the two. This is why our society is divided into usually two categories, a Republican, Democrat, right, right, left, so on and so forth. Christian, everyone else, <laughs> right? Our brains tend to go down the line of Right down the line, we need a black and white solution, binary solution. Your brain, in a lot of ways, is hardwired that way to view things as right or wrong, black and white. So how are we going to do that? We are going to switch this this little, this little idea in order to finesse it so that we can help benefit us and benefit our sanctification process and benefit those uh, who are our loved ones and that we care about. So we're going to finesse legalism. Let's jump into this passage in Galatians chapter 5. This is a great this is a great passage right here, Galatians chapter 5. Now, Galatians is a book written to the church of Galatia. They were dealing with this very issue. The Judaizers came in, said, hey, you men, you need to follow the Jewish law, uh, which, by the way, means you, Gentile Christian, needs to get snip, snip, and, you know, chop a piece of your foreskin off. And the Gentiles were like, yo, we're grown men. What do you mean? They're like, yeah, this is what you got to do. You got to follow all the law. And so there's this whole issue. And Paul wrote this book in Galatia, uh, to the church in Galatia dealing with this. One of my favorite books in the Bible. You should read it. You should read it again. And then read it again. 13, Paul says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. The objective here is that we would not sin, that our freedom 
would not lead us to sin. You have freedom in Christ. Okay, you have been freed from the ruling of sin over your life. You have been freed from needing to perpetually pleasure chase. You have been freed in Christ. In that, do not use your freedom as a means to sin. Okay, isn't that an interesting dichotomy? You're free, yet don't sin. Because some people think freedom is lawlessness, right? Some people think freedom, this is my right to do whatever I want. And Paul's saying, no, 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 no. With freedom comes responsibility. Okay, with freedom comes responsibility. Do not use your freedom to sin. All right, because ultimately what you're after is to serve one another humbly in love. Why? Because the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So Paul is like, I feel like Paul was like looking ahead into our climate and seeing all the drama with the church. He was looking ahead and he was saying, listen, you, you have freedom. Drink coffee or not drink coffee, to have a beer or not have a beer, to have a, to get a tattoo, to not get a tattoo, to listen to any genre of music or not listen to any genre of music. You have that freedom, but don't use that freedom as a means to sin. And then two, move towards serving each other in, in brotherly love, okay? Serving each other in brotherly love. Now, how do we take this idea of legalism, this idea where our brain naturally defaults to, and how do we finesse it towards our benefit and the benefit of loving those around us? I prescribe that what if instead of taking legalism and weaponizing it externally to demonize, to dismiss, to discredit our brothers in Christ, what if we did the opposite? What if we took that, that, that natural thing in us to want to be rule keepers and we channeled it internally? Meaning this, what if you wanting to go around and be a fruit inspector of everybody else's life and what they were doing and what he's doing and what his theology is and what is he doing, right? What if instead of that energy going out, you said, I'm going to take that energy and I'm going to channel it internally and I'm going to say, what, what can I do in my life that I can, can use this thing that my brain likes to default to, which is seeing things binary, and make better decisions or rather make less decisions to, to create a positive trajectory towards winning in different areas of my life? What am I talking about? I'll get very specific and I'll get very transparent with you guys. I am in the process of attempting to lose weight. Why? Because COVID hit, the daggone gyms closed, my wife got pregnant, my scale broke. In that exact sequence, okay? In that exact sequence. So you know what happened? Go back to a year ago, your boy was about 20 pounds lighter. You can see it in my face. Fast forward, your boy put on about 20 pounds. I'm not happy, okay? You can go look at pictures from the top of 2020 where I did my 35, turning 35 photo shoot and I was shredded and now I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm borderline dad bod. It's not as bad as Will Smith, but it's pretty bad. Okay, so I'm dad bod. So your boy is trying to lose weight. You know what's really useful to losing weight? You know what's really useful to becoming debt free? You know what's really useful to building a business? You know what's really useful to being more present in your home? Legalism, being radical, being consumed with you being responsible for your choices. I'm using the word legalism loosely. What I really mean is discipline. Take that binary thinking and say, I'm not, this is, no, I'm not doing this. We don't do this no more. 
We had this discussion, Ruslan. We're not doing flourless cocoa cookies. It's been settled. It's done. We're not discussing this no more. It's a wrap. Hey, I'm not eating food after 6.30. And I don't start eating food until after 10.30. Not because I think intermittent fasting is some magical formula that's going to give me some type of uh, hormonal boost. Some, some people say that. I actually don't believe that. Well, you know what I need? I just need some freaking boundaries of when I put stuff in my mouth. Pause. Because I tend to eat bad stuff later at night. I tend to snack. I tend to have too much fruit. I tend to have too many high starchy and high carby foods. So what do I need? I need some some boundary. Oh, you see, you guys don't like this conversation. I can just see the people flooding out because now now we're starting to get to something. Now we're starting to you making better decisions to to, to change the trajectory of your fitness, of your health, and all these other things around you. And so my wife had this bright idea. My wife, <laughs> my, my wife had this idea and said, hey, how about we do a challenge? Whoever can lose the most amount of weight by October 7th, which is when I go to Flavor Fest, by the way, when I go to Flavor Fest uh, is October 7th. Uh, whoever can lose the most amount of weight in about two and a half weeks, it was two and a half weeks at the, at the time, we're about 10 days out, uh, can take a day trip. Now, so here's the thing about me. I'm hyper competitive. My wife is hyper competitive. I don't even give a crap about a day trip, okay? And then she had the bright idea to say, you know what? Let's not do a day trip because you always take day trips because you travel. Let's say three max mandatory yeses three mandatory three mandatory yeses oh yes baby so what so i'm like you you don't like i've done this before i've lost a ton of weight in a short window of time all i needed was that external challenge and then i said okay boom let's just what did i do the first time to get shredded i did some intermittent fasting. I, I tracked my calories and macros. I ate protein uh, and I worked out and that was pretty much it. Okay. And so in that, boom, your boy is doing intermittent fasting, you know, 16, eight, nothing crazy. Not because I think it's magical. Uh, and then I don't eat and I keep track of the stuff that I do eat and I'm down like six pounds in a week and I feel better and I'm sleeping better and I'm not eating any junk. I needed that, 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 that law. I needed the law and I channeled it into myself because I I needed a breakthrough. When we became debt-free and we paid out $45,000 of debt in 18 months, it was actually closer to $100,000 because I got sued in the process and discovered I had an extra $60,000 on my credit, but then we settled it for $1,000. But when we, when we, when we settled $45,000, that's the amount we actually paid off. I go by the amount we paid off, not the, not the total amount. When we did that, you know what we did? We said, we have Howard boundaries. We don't go out to eat. We, we, we are on a budget. We don't buy tennis shoes. We don't buy, we, we, we don't buy extra stuff. We, we, we're getting out of debt. And you know what happened? In 18 months, we paid off $45,000 in debt. Okay? And so I'm telling you this, that if we take this legalistic spirit and we, we face it internally, we channel it towards ourselves, right? And we don't use it as a means to view ourselves as righteous or not righteous, right? Because that's what legalism is. Legalism tells you by your ability to rule keep, you then are more or less righteous in God's eyes. And we say, no, 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 we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not doing that because we know that our righteousness is found in Christ, right? Second Corinthians, he made him who knew no sin to be sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So we know that our righteousness doesn't come from our ability to rule keep. We know that it ultimately comes from God, but because God is so good to us, hey, I'm 
might as well act accordingly. And instead of me channeling all this energy towards my not my brother, who, by the way, I'm supposed to serve one another humbly in love. Why? Because the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command to so love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. I think there's a lot of destroying by each other that's happening in America. What if we channel that energy inward? And I think we start seeing the needle move. Start seeing the needle move in your finances. You start seeing the needle move in your fitness. You start seeing the needle move in your faithfulness. You start seeing the needle move in your devotional. You start seeing the needle move in your your, your own time, your, your church commitments, right? And so that that energy you wanted to have for everybody else, you start applying it internally, not as a not, not because you have to, not because you 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 have to to go to, to to heaven or because you have to to be loved by God. No, 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 because you get to. Because you because you get to, because oftentimes the breakthrough is on the other side of that mountain that we don't think we could ever get over. And there's something about climbing that mountain and working with the spirit to cooperate with the spirit. It's a sanctification that once we get over that hurdle, you, you then start realizing how amazing the adversity actually is for you. Because if you, if you, if you do it as easy, your life is going to be hard. But if you do what is hard, your life is going to be easy. This is not we don't. This is not sexy stuff to talk about, right? Because most Christians rather just talk about abstract theology and ideas that don't really impact them to do anything. It's just the litmus test they use to judge other Christians. Are you Pentecostal or charismatic? Are you cessationalist? Are you non-denominational? Are you uh, none of this really makes an impact on you? No, none of this stuff really reformed or Armenian. You're still going to go out and preach the gospel. At least you should, right? None of this, none of those ideas that you want to be legalistic about really impact your day-to-day pursuit of Jesus. They just impact how you view and treat other brothers and sisters in Christ based on whatever arbitrary theology that you decided to apply. Again, there are things that are fundamental to the faith. Again, there are things that we absolutely cannot do. You cannot be a crackhead for Jesus. You cannot be an OnlyFans model for Jesus. There are certain things we just cannot do, okay? But there are things that you're upset at me about because I have tattoos and you're sitting here judging me about tattoos. Hey, how about you take that judgment, you turn, she channel it internal and you stop freaking eating fast food. How about you lose 20 pounds before you judge me about my tattoos and believe that God, if I'm in the wrong, the Holy Spirit, which lives in me, is going to convict me about my tattoos if they're actually an issue and you mind your business and channel that energy internally. What if we did that? I promise you that a lot of these issues that we're dealing with would be a very much alleviated because there's always going to be somebody who's more legalistic than you. And there's always going to be somebody that has more issues than you. Okay. And this is not me sitting here speaking as a perfect person. Your boy's overweight. Okay. Now you guys might be like, Russo, you're overweight. Your body's shaming yourself. No, 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 no. I'm five foot 10 and a half and I'm 200 pounds. I'm overweight. Okay. I'm overweight. I need to, I, I you know, I, I need to lose weight. And that, and that is what it is. So instead of me looking out and being mad about who, right? Because I, I'm the guy. See, I'm the, I'm a, I become a Pharisee to the Pharisees, which is not healthy. And shout out to my brother Trey Van Camp, who always rebukes me about this. I tend to be a Pharisee to the Pharisees. Instead, I say, you know what? I'm going to be a Pharisee to myself about things that it's not, it's nobody else's business. I'm telling you what, what's working for me, by the way. It's nobody else's business. I'm going to be a Pharisee to the areas that I want to see breakthrough. I want to see breakthrough on my fitness. I want to see breakthrough on my finances. I want to see breakthrough on my family. And I 
want to see breakthrough in my faith. That is what I want to see breakthrough in. So I'm going to have some boundaries. I'm going to, I'm going to put my phone on the other side of the room when we're sitting down for dinner so I could be more present. I'm going to consume less calories and I'm going to exert more calories. I'm going to really make sure that my uh, uh, business is dialed in and I'm not going to go out and get that brand new Tesla, even though somebody stole the daggone catalytic converter on my 06 Prius. I've been driving that 06 Prius faithfully. Pretty sure it's totaled. I can go get a pre. I can go get a Tesla. Not gonna get a Tesla. I'm gonna practice some restraint so I can make better financial decisions. You see how you see how this stuff tends to work. I got so much work to do on myself. What business do I have looking at other people and judging what they're doing on whatever discretionary thing they're dealing with? Again, there are certain things that are fundamental about the faith. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about all those things that get muddied. And combine what political party you identify with. Do you have tattoos? Do you speak in tongues? Do you speak in tongues in public? Because you're not really sanctified if you ain't speaking in tongues in public. What right? What are you are you reformed? Are you five point reformed? Are you four and a half point reformed? Are you sort of reformed? Right? You see what I'm saying? All this stuff is distracting us from the main thing. And which what is the main thing? Well, he says it right here, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. If you have some liberty that you feel like God gave you permission for, I don't know. Some of you guys like Drake. I don't. I, th- I don't like Drake. Some of you guys like Drake. The, the vibes. Just the vibes. I like the vibes. It makes me feel good. Okay, cool. I'm not listening to Drake, but I have no time to police you listening to Drake. If you ask me what I think about Drake, i am tell you, I don't like Drake. Well, not my cup of tea. I don't like hearing grown men in their 30s with kids uh, rapping about the stuff that Drake raps about. I think it's rather toxic. But if you want to listen to Drake, you listen to Drake. I have no time to police you listening to Drake. Okay, so I just, I'm just gonna say here. This is what I listen to, right? This is what I this is what I, I like. This. What do you like? Certified Lover Boy. I've never heard Certified. I've heard two songs from Certified Lover Boy. I did not like either of them. I I, I listened to one because of Jay Z's verse, and the and the first one was the intro, and I and I and I barely made it through that. I don't like it. It's not for me. You want to listen to it? You know what? That's between you and the Holy Spirit. I'm not listening to it. But I have no time to, 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 to run around here and talk to my, 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 my youngins at the church about if they're listening to Drake and house. I don't have no time for that. I have no time for that. You should have no time for the things that make you upset about other people. You should take that energy, channel it inward, finesse that legalism, that binary, and channel it into di- disciplines, healthy, godly disciplines. You do that. And I think you'll be blown away by the things you can accomplish in a year. I think you'll be blown away by the things you can accomplish in five years. I think there's a, there, 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 there is immeasurable opportunity for us to, to, to do things for the kingdom in the name of Jesus that we would never have considered before if we did not slow down and say, you know what? Let me take some inventory. Let me look at my own heart. So in the comment section, I, I want to know from you, what are some things you need to stop policing other people about? And what are some things that, as I was talking, that unction of the Holy Spirit was saying, hey, you need, you need to get this little area in order. You need to get this little area in order. We need to, we need to work on this. Some areas that you need to channel that discipline and, and, and that, that spirit into. Okay? Let me know what y'all think. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Yo, thank you so much for making it to the end of this video. If you found it valuable, considering giving it a like and subscribing. This month, I'm releasing the Love What You Do collection. And to celebrate, I'm doing a three-day virtual event to help us go from learning to love what we do to ultimately doing what we love. By the way, it's free, so hit the link in the description to grab your seat today.